Hi everyone, I'm Dave. And I'm Marvin. It's day five, and this is God's Big Story. Season three. It's a story. It's big. Never boring. No way. For his glory. Always. It's God's Big Story. Okay, so welcome back, boys and girls, and just like that, we have reached the end of the first week of Season 3. Hi, everyone! Nobody knows what he's gonna ask now. It's Marvin, the friendly, curious cow. So, Dave, it's our first quiz of Season 3, huh? Yep, it is, Marv. Okay, well, Dave, what are we doing? Because, you know, I won Season 1... Yes, thank you for that, I remember. Yeah, and then we're kind of in the middle of season two. It's 14 all over there, so yeah. Are we still going with that, or are we starting over, or, you know, what's the deal? Okay, well, no, I think we'll leave season two as its own thing. So, you know what, let's just say we'll do kind of a mini-championship for however many weeks we're in Matthew. Okay, I like it. Okay, well, let's do this, Dave. All right, yep, let's go. What do you remember? And what do you know? Let's find out because it's Friday, the Friday quiz show. Yeah, it's the Friday quiz show. Hi, guys. Hi, Gary. Hello, Gary. And yes, welcome to season three. Oh, it's good to be here, Dave. I'm excited. Matthew is one of my favorite books. Ah, okay, great. Oh, and, well, we heard you and Marvin got prickled on Wednesday, huh? Oh, yeah, we did. We almost got them, Dave. But Graham is a super nice hedgehog, so that's okay. Oh, well, that's nice. Okay, Gary, well, round one of season three, I think we are ready to go. You got it, Dave. Here goes. Question one. At the very beginning of Matthew, the first two names Matthew mentions are two names from the Old Testament, men that God made big promises or covenants with. So, which two men are we talking about? Oh, yeah. Okay, well, yep, I got that one, Dave. Yeah, me too, Marv. All right, then. Question two. Which Old Testament book that we read in Season 2 contained the prophecy that the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Yep, I think we're two for two, Marv. So, well, looks like week one is heading for another classic Dave and Marvin question three showdown. Well, here comes question three. Yesterday, Colin told us how Matthew quotes the Old Testament more than any of the other gospel writers. But how many Old Testament direct quotations are there in all of the New Testament combined? Oh, wow. Gosh, there's got to be tons. All right, so 27 books. I guess some might not have any. Hmm. Well, okay. Yep, got my guess, Dave. Yeah, this is a tough one. Okay. Well, yep, me too. All right, Gary, take us through it. Okay, so question one. Which two men from the Old Testament that God made promises to does Matthew first mention in his gospel? Oh, well, I think it was Abraham and David, right? Yeah, remember we talked about that. Yeah, well, that's what I put, Marv. Yup, you got it. 
All right, so question two. Which Old Testament prophet prophesied that the Messiah would come from Bethlehem? Oh, well, I almost put Jeremiah, Dave, because, you know, we talked about him yesterday, but, yeah, then I remembered we haven't read Jeremiah in season two. So, yeah, I think that it's Micah. Okay, yep, I got that one too. And yes, the Jeremiah we talked about yesterday, that was about Herod killing the baby boys. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was it. Good work, fellas. Okay, so question three. How many Old Testament quotations are there in the New Testament? Okay, well, Dave, I thought, you know, maybe five in each book, that would get you to 135. And then the Gospels have a bunch more, so, well, yep, I kicked it up to 200. Uh, okay, well, I went a little bit lower. I went for 150. Well, Dave, there are actually 283 direct Old Testament quotations in the New Testament. Oh, Murray! Yeah, cow's rule, Dave. That's one nil to me. <sighs> yeah, good work, Marvin. But wow, that's a lot. Yep, the New Testament is full of the Old Testament. Yeah, it sure is. And thank you, Gary. Another excellent quiz to get us going with Season 3. Oh, you're welcome, Dave. Hey, I'll see you guys later on. Yeah, bye, Gary. All right, Marvin. Well, for us, time to get back to Matthew. Oh, yeah, you got it, Dave. Okay, so, so far, we've been hearing about Jesus' arrival, his birth, and the journey to Egypt and back. But now, Matthew fast-forwards. Somewhere around 30 years, Jesus has grown up, but before we get to him, Matthew is going to introduce another very important character. You've probably heard of him before, boys and girls. Today, we're going to meet John the Baptist. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've heard of him. Good. Okay, so here's what to listen for. What does Matthew tell us that John the Baptist used to wear? Oh, okay, so what he used to wear. Got it. Great, so over to you, Bryn. Hi, Dave. Hi, Marvin. Today's reading is from Matthew chapter 3, verses 1 through 12. In those days, John the Baptist came and preached in the desert of Judea. He said, Turn away from your sins. The kingdom of heaven has come near. John is the one Isaiah, the prophet, had spoken about. He had said, A messenger is calling out in the desert. Prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight paths for him. John's clothes were made out of camel's hair. He had a leather belt around his waist. His food was locusts and wild honey. People went out to him from Jerusalem and all Judea. They also came from the whole area around the Jordan River. When they confessed their sins, John baptized them in the Jordan. John saw many Pharisees and Sadducees coming to where he was baptizing. He said to them, You are like a nest of poisonous snakes. Who warned you to escape the coming of God's anger? Live in a way that shows you have turned away from your sins. Don't think you can say to yourselves, Abraham is our father. I tell you, God can raise up children for Abraham, even from these stones. An axe is ready to cut the roots of the trees. All the trees that don't produce good fruit will be cut down. They will be thrown into the fire. I baptize you with water, calling you to turn away from your sins. But after me, someone is coming who is more powerful than I am. I'm not worthy to carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His pitchfork is in his hand to clear the straw from the threshing floor. He will gather his wheat into the storeroom, but he will burn up the husks with fire that can't be put out. Thanks, Bryn. Okay, so Marvin, what did John the Baptist used to wear? Oh, it was camel hair and a leather belt. Gosh, sounds like he must have looked kind of weird, Dave. Well, yeah, Marvin, that might sound funny to us. And you might even wonder why Matthew cared to tell us about John's fashion. 
But do you know what a Jewish person living back in the first century would have thought about when they heard about someone wearing camel hair and a leather belt? Uh, well, no, Dave, I've no idea. Well, back in 2 Kings chapter 1, we read how God sent a message to King Ahaziah. But the men who took the king that message, well, they weren't sure who the prophet was who had sent them. So, let me just read you their conversation. You'll find it in verse 7, and it goes like this. The king asked the messengers, What kind of man came to see you? Who told you these things? They replied, He was wearing clothes made out of hair. He had a leather belt around his waist. The king said, That was Elijah from Tishbe. Oh, hey, so, yeah, Elijah wore the same stuff, huh? That's right. And why is that important? Well, Marvin, we're in Matthew, the very first book of the New Testament. But if you were to flip backwards a few pages in the Bible and got to the very last chapter of the Old Testament, well, you would find in Malachi chapter 4 these words. It says, See, I will send the prophet Elijah to you before the great and dreadful day of the Lord comes. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, you see, Matthew doesn't care about John's fashion sense, but he wants us to see that John the Baptist is who Malachi was talking about, another prophet like Elijah that God had sent to prepare the way for the Messiah. Okay, yeah, got it. And then, of course, we heard John call out the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and basically says to them, don't think that just because you were born into Abraham's family, you were born a Jew, that that will save you. You need to turn from your sins because the Messiah is coming and he's going to cut away the parts of that family who do not love and serve their God. Now, Marvin, we're kind of used to the Pharisees and the Sadducees being the bad guys because probably we know the stories that we'll get to later in Matthew. We know that they were the guys who came after Jesus. We know that they were the ones that had him killed. But to a Jewish person reading this back then, well, the Pharisees and the Sadducees were kind of the good guys, the religious leaders. They were in charge of the temple. They were the ones who studied the scriptures. To hear John call them a bunch of poisonous snakes, that was shocking. These were the guys that everybody else thought were the most righteous. Oh yeah, that makes sense. But you know what? Like it has always been, God does not look at what the world looks at. God doesn't care about who is rich or powerful or handsome even or who men think are impressive or even who goes to church the most. God looks at our hearts. What God wants to see is a heart that loves and follows him. Oh yeah, sure thing, Dave. Like with Cain and Abel, you know, when God was pleased with Abel's offering because of his heart. Or like when God picked David to be king, not his bigger, stronger, more handsome brothers. Yeah, good work, Marvin. We see it again and again in the Bible. So today, boys and girls, well, you may go to church and Sunday school every single week. But you know what? So did those old Pharisees. Oh, yeah. Eek! I hadn't thought of that, Dave. So the big question, boys and girls, is how are our hearts? Are we loving God and following him with our whole hearts? Do we just do churchy stuff because, well, it's just what we do every week? Or because your mum and dad make you go? Or do we go to church to sing praise to the God who loves us and we love back? Do we go to meet with him and to learn more about his amazing truth? And do we try to love and follow him on the days when we're not at church, when we're at school, when we're playing sports, when we're playing laser tag? See, we don't want to be like those old Pharisees. So today, when we pray, let's tell God we love him and ask his help to follow him with our whole hearts every single day. 
Okay, yeah, you got it, Dave. And, well, there we go, boys and girls. That will do it for week one of season three. So, have a great weekend. We'll be back Monday to begin week number two. Okay, great. Now, have a marvelous weekend, everyone. We'll see you Monday. Goodbye. We'll see you soon. God's Big Story is a ministry of Eden Grove Presbyterian Church. Music and jingles by Dave, Josh, and Josh. For more information and further resources, visit woodendonkey.org.